Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I'd like to welcome uh, Professor Mantaye Diale. She is an associate professor in physics at the University of Pretoria. Not only that, she is an award-winning professor in physics. Um, she holds the chair in Clean and Green Energy for South Africa Research Chairs Initiative. And in 2018, she won the prestigious National Science and Technology Forum South 32 Award for Engineering Research Capacity development for her training of postgraduate students. Now, Professor Diala is the founding chair of Women in Physics in South Africa, which was launched in 2005. She has been the South African country representative for four terms at the International Conference on Women in Physics. I am so honored to be welcoming you, Dr. Diale, on Late Night Conversations. You are in Bogoto to be hailed. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. Thank you so very much for joining us, uh, Dr. Diale. Um, I'm pleased to be invited to talk to you this evening. You know, one of the questions we have asked um, on Twitter... We've asked why is that uh, there's not a lot of women um, within uh, the science and technology, engineering and mathematics spheres. And maybe let me ask you that question. Why isn't there a lot of women, especially black women, in that particular arena that you are playing such a big role in? It's uh, maybe if we take the pandemic. <laughs> this day you talk about pandemic. <laughs> uh, I particularly come from physics. So while there are many sciences, let me talk about physics. In 1999, at the International Union of Pure and Applied Physics Assembly, a professor, a main professor, Marcel Ducloy, highlighted to the assembly the scarcity of women in physics in the world. And if we speak about the number of women physics in the world being an issue, what about the number of women in physics in a developing country? So what more is it of black women? So the Working Group for Women in Physics was launched um, in 2000, that year, to take care of uh, the number of, uh, why are the numbers so low? So the Working Group for Women in Physics went out to check the reasons why are the numbers so low in the IUPAP countries, that is, uh, the affiliated countries to International Union of Pure and Applied Physics. So while there are a number of women who are very few in sciences in general, there are very few women in physics. The reason why women are so few is that physics and many other sciences have, been, have not been presented properly to women. It has always been stories of, it is difficult for women. If you're timid, you cannot do it. Why do you do it? You're wasting your time with that kind of profession. But uh, for you to have a, a proper medical doctor, a proper um, environmentalist, as the previous speaker was speaking, is that you need to, under, to have people who understand science and more we desire to see the number of women and black women in this sphere is very 
very bad. Because in South Africa, we come from at the ground of apartheid, where the career guidance was is generally not good. And uh, for us, black people, it's even worse. We are looking for jobs. We are looking for high-paying salary jobs without looking at the number of years that take for a for a scientist to be developed fully, both an engineer or um, a physicist or a chemist or many other science-related areas. And I want to also add to the previous, what the previous speaker said. Some people look down upon training in the environmental sector. But I want to say, what are we going to do without the knowledge of the environmental sector? So we actually have very few women in science because we are not presenting the sciences to the women as an attractive profession. Dr. Professor Adiale, when you are speaking about uh, the challenges, um, why women are not always able to enter into this particular fear, you mentioned apartheid and that's where we come from. That's our predisposition in South Africa. But that's the time that you entered into this particular uh, sphere of study and uh, profession. What enticed you as a black female to get into physics? I want to confess that I really was more privileged, I call it privileged because I did not have to go and look for a high-paying job or a quick fix salary salary job for me to go into that. It takes a long time for you to train as a physicist. You need four years of undergraduate, you need um, maybe two years or three years of master's degree, and then you need more like close to five years of a PhD. And after you have come to a level of a PhD, you still have to go through many other areas. And because this is a man's world, you really have to be resilient to be in this space. So you must not be in the position where you are being threatened by other men who are in there. You must also have uh, some male uh, supporter, which which I call a mentor for you, who sees the potential in you to go up. So how did I go up there? I went up there because I was very passionate about what I was doing. When I was growing up, I have always said that I do things that I really love doing, that I enjoy doing, without looking at whether they're going to pay me or they're going to give me money. So it's passion more that has kept me doing physics than any other thing. So the next thing is, once you are there, you must make sure as a woman that you excel. You really excel. But remember, as a woman, you have also other hindrances, which are specifically for women. You are married. You have children. You have got responsibilities that makes you to not to be in the lab like everybody else, not to be working till 2 a.m. like everybody else. You have to be taking care of small children and the family, and that takes a lot of your time. So for you to go up there, you really have to learn to focus, 
to become what you have planned to be. Because focus is the thing that makes you to to be the one who does better. And uh, in addition to this kind of being resilient, you must also be prepared to face the challenges that you have to come across as a woman, where in some areas, places of research, you find that they were not prepared for a woman to be part of the uh, golf, uh, um, the part of the club. So you must be prepared to go a lonely way to go up the ladder on your own. Because in some cases, the only woman in the whole of the department where you're working is the secretary. Because they think you are also going to become one of those who just do a low-class job in that uh, sphere of research. But when you want to go up, you really have to be very strong and resilient and be able to continue up there. So mentorship and your own focus and your own resilience are very important to achieve such heights. So during the times of apartheid, when I was doing this, I had some few people who who were there for me, like Professor Putinwete at the University of Limpopo. You know, you go to a big physics conference, you find that you are the only black woman in the whole conference. So, you know, people like Professor Mwete, you come and greet you. In those cases, you know, when someone greets you, someone starts talking to you. And that way you are being supported by the very men. And you must also be prepared to fight your own battles, that you must be prepared to be able to work in those labs where there are all men, where when you don't know how to use an instrument, and they've been using the instrument for many years, you ask them to teach you how to use the instrument, they give you the manual. Take the manual, go and read it. Do it exactly that way. Read the manual and be able to go into that chair without fear. Professor Diale, you know, I'm looking at uh, what you're saying and it seems that even on Twitter, um, our, our A-teamers are, are saying certain things. So we did put out a poll and uh, here um, at Stanley Harris 7 says, no offense, but some people are more fit for some jobs than others. Women are better in some than men. Take government. No one qualifies as ministers, but good in crime jobs. So it seems that uh, the question we are asking, if women can be able to infiltrate the sciences a bit more, a lot of, uh, you know, A-teamers are agreeing on that. And I've got Ngonde on the line, uh, Professor. Let's hear what the Honourable has to say. Good evening, Ngonde. Good evening. Evening to you. Uh, You are saying this is the associate professor. All right? Mm -hmm. Which to me... Um, is really an understatement. I wonder why is she not getting a full professorship? Well, you can ask her, Ngonde. She's on the line. Hold on. Seeing that she's got many accolades, and I'm sure she would have produced some research papers. But however, Patricia, let me just say one of my nieces is an electrical engineer. All right? When she was doing her first year um, engineering here, in Nelson Mandela Bay. She used to complain that all the other subjects she's doing well, maths, physics, 
and so forth, and engineering, and so But she was concerned about instrumentation. And I told her, you will find that your white colleagues, right, um, would excel in instrumentation because they would have done it already, even in high school. So don't worry. Um, you must spend more time and network. Liaise with your white colleague. Don't say this is black, this is white. It's a free country now. We fought for it. So liaise with them so that you can also be good. So she passed and she is now a qualified electrical engineer based in Newcastle, right in your province, Patricia. But what is of most importance to me is that from early education, right from grade one to grade three, you will find, Patricia, I just mentioned one benchmark test called TIMS, which I'm sure the professor is aware about. It's called Trend International in Mathematics and Science Study. Patricia, we're doing badly in basic education. So to me, it's supposed to start there. Because through the toy, Patricia, when I did um, a, a mini research about the professors in um, the previously white varsities, Patricia, you will be afraid. Black South African born professors in 1995 were less than 11% in these varsities. The only university that had 11% was University of Tobit. Patricia, good day to you. Good evening. Very good evening to you, Ngonde. Uh, Professor Diale, let's let's uh, answer Ngonde's uh, question related to the fact that you are still called an associate professor despite your accolades. Yes. The thing is, it's a fact. It depends on a university. Let's talk about this, the, how, the way you go up to the level of a uh, professor. In some universities, there is what we call uh, a gatekeeper. That means if there is if what I've discovered is that as, as the numbers grow up, there has been a gatekeeping um, parameter. That would say if you have not achieved this, you cannot be a full professor. So there are lots of people who are calling themselves full professors, let me tell you who don't even have a single publication. And you ask yourself, a person just graduated three years ago, and they are already saying themselves, full professors, how did you go up there? So that's a very controversial uh, statement and, and position. It depends on which you, at which university are you, and it depends on the... Uh, achievements that you have done. I have many achievements. You can Google me now and check my number of publications. And that, that the second thing is that once you look at publications, it's not only publications, because in a subject like pure mathematics, it is extremely difficult to publish. Therefore, you may have uh, to achieve the full professorship without having the number of publications as a person in an area where it is easy to publish. And then also, in experimental work, it may be easier for you to publish in your area, whilst in theoretical work, it is a bit difficult. Therefore, we cannot say that a person is a full professor because he has got this number of publications. It depends on 
a particular achievement, a particular uh, parameter that you have which identifies you as the person who came up with this kind of an idea. But that is not really a Nobel Prize idea. It's an idea that you developed and you make sure that it comes a long way and people start looking at it. So it is not just about your own university. It's about internalization. In interna- if you look at the international world, for us in South Africa, especially the black people who have just come into the space, we don't have made, we have not made any big strides, but we have made a big influence in such a way that you, it has to be recognized for us black people to arrive there. So for me, to become a full professor of physics is not an issue. I have seen people who work at uh, science councils where they are not doing any teaching or any development of uh, students. Therefore, they cannot be professors, but they have done extremely very well in the research, uh, in, in the research landscape. Uh, so we cannot just blanket it and say, you have done this, you have done that, therefore you must be a full professor. So it depends on the university. We close off. Hello, Professor Diada, we want to hail you as we close off Women's Month and say congratulations on the great strides that you have taken and all the accolades and uh, more strength to your bow. We really, really appreciate you. It's been such an honor speaking to you. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. That was uh, a. Thank you. Excellent, definitely. Thank you very much, Professor. Now, let me go to the polls quickly before I go to Zulagat Kodasha. We asked you, why are women underrepresented in science, technology, engineering and mathematics? And uh, 57.1% of you say because there's no gender equality. And then 42.9% say women are not enticed by the career path. Let's go to Zulagat Kodasha with the news update.